Welcome to the At The Moment podcast, where we talk about what's going on at this moment with the black community here at OU. I'm Joy. I'm Adam. I'm Odessa. Homecoming season is officially upon us. A weekend of celebrations, including football games, pep rallies, parades, and a lot more. But for many black students, our homecoming only comes every three years during the Black Alumni Reunion. Historically, homecoming has not been catered to black audiences, which is why Bar Weekend is so important to the black community. In other places, historically black colleges and universities, also known as HBCUs, the black experience, not only during homecoming, but in general, is nothing short of amazing. These institutions, created for black students, provide a sense of community with fellow black students aiming for the same goal, education. Black students, like ourselves, chose not to go to HBCUs for different reasons and circumstances. But that does not mean that our black experience or blackness is any less deserved. All right, so it's homecoming week. Ah. Spirit hands, spirit hands, spirit hands. Um, how y'all feeling? Well, okay, so it's homecoming week, but it's also midterms. Um, well, for nice. some of us, it's like in like that realm of... Mm-hmm. midterms yeah. so how are y'all feeling this week like um you know mentally how are y'all feeling um I have assignments due instead of midterms and I would just prefer the midterm the way that like with all the like criteria and stuff for the stuff mm-hmm. I'm turning in I'm like all right I would have rather I did a, like a little quiz mm-hmm. called it a day but I'll get through it Adam not having fun <laughs> Um, I also am not having fun. I will say the only classes that are stressing me out are my general education requirements no, and not real. my actual major classes. So, you know, that's fun. You know, all the stuff that I'm, like, not interested in is, right. like, what's stressing me, a.k.a. history. Mm-hmm. But, you know, besides the point. Um, it's like, I'm not even here for you. Right, you, don't have the you know, I'm here for. like I'm, I'm loving my journalism classes, right. like learning my, down. loving my media classes, but mm. me and history, psychology, um, no, mm. don't get along at all. But outside of midterms and you know that being stressful, we get a little de-stressor, kind of, sorta. Um, I guess with homecoming also being this weekend, so there's a lot of things um, prepared for this weekend um, for students. So, um, like, what activities like in the past have y'all participated in in homecoming? Adam, I know me and you have only been here for a year, but I guess I know you have a little bit of longevity here. So, what have you like participated in like in the past? Longevity is crazy. <laughs> I didn't mean it like crazy. that. I didn't know what else. <laughs> you said you've been here about about eighty five years. So. What do you know? But um, this is actually only my third homecoming because, you know, our sophomore, well, my sophomore year, COVID happened. Mm-hmm. We weren't even here. Um, but pre-COVID, my freshman year, homecoming was just so fun. Like, you know, they had the parades and then the pageant. I just got into, like, makeup at the time. So I was, like, helping do with the makeup. And, like, my friends were in the pageant. And then, you know, all that was happening. Um, but, yeah, I'd say even... Comparing, like, after COVID, throughout the week, I haven't heard about it as much as I did my freshman year. Mm -hmm. All the teachers were enthusiastic. People were in green. People were, like, talking about the games and talking about the activities during the weekend. Um, 
Oh, that wasn't the question at all. Um, <laughs> but like I'm thinking like past like post COVID, just this week in general, I've not been hearing about it that much. Mm-hmm. But as far as activities, yeah, just the pageant has been the biggest thing to look forward to. Yeah. Um, so the pageant that Odessa is referring to is the Blackburn Spencer pageant, which is put on by BSCPB. Um, we love acronyms here at OU. It's so <laughs> Don't we? <laughs> we have so many. It's so many. And then especially like with the black um orgs, oh my goodness, they all just get like jumbled five together. Five letters. They all get jumbled together. And I'd be like, people be asking me, oh what org? I'd be like, uh-huh. One of them, right. one of them. But um, the pageant is put on by BSCPB, and um, so basically, organizations they fund um, a contestant for the pageant, and um, the goal for uh, each contestant is to raise a minimum of two hundred fifty dollars. I think all of the contestants that I know they raise like way more than that, but all of the money that is raised goes toward the Blackburn Spencer Scholarship and Achieve Excellence Awards um, that is given out in the spring. Um, so really encourage you to apply for that um, if you haven't. The deadline. Um, I believe it's like at the end of October or something like that. Um, so if you haven't did that, I definitely um, encourage you to do that. But yeah, last year I went to the pageant and then I went to the game as well. Um, those are the only two things that I kind of like participated in. Um, and then I think there was like a party afterwards, but like that so, was I it. I didn't know if we were talking like extracurriculars. Like no, oh, just was, like there was an after party my freshman year in like uh, I think it was in Baker. Everybody showed up for a little bit, and then they everybody went their separate ways. But I do mm-hmm. remember that, yeah. Yes, they didn't do that last year. They didn't. They no, didn't. but I think it was still like you know we were still in like mm-hmm. prime COVID yeah, it was at still, that point. So yeah, it was a lot to get people to probably want to you know. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like I did hear about like the um, the after parties. I know somebody had like uh, said it like to me like last year, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think like they were like that like Baker just wasn't like having like huge events yeah. and stuff like that during that time. So, Adam, what about you? Just as far as being here, things that I've been involved with, like going to the parade, I guess. I didn't really get involved in, like, a lot of the party stuff, like early in the morning, like kegs and eggs and oh, stuff Oh, like I forgot that. about that, but I didn't do that. Because um, eggs? Yeah. Mm. That wasn't really me. That was too early, too. Um, But I just think, like, going to the parade was cool, going to, like, the football game and just being like in town for that um was cool seeing like a bunch of alumni and like people but yeah um I just don't first I'm under 21 so I don't drink but I just can't imagine drinking beer and then eating eggs Egg. like-, <laughs> like if I think of somebody who throws up something I'm like oh it's definitely like eggs mm-hmm. would be like it was something that would induce it so they're like, let's mix that with like probably the worst alcohol ever. Literally. Why? Yeah. No. Like I, I feel like dairy and alcohol already just don't mix yes, well together. Like so it's like we're eating the most like food poison prone food <laughs> mixed with like ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I and also I'm just not a morning person, so Me either. I'm like was, if we're gonna do it, could we have like a toaster strudel, cinnamon roll, something cinnamon some toast crunch. Yeah, <laughs> you lost me, but you know, oh. something <laughs> What? You don't like cinnamon toast crunch? I, I do not. Say. I like normal cereal. What is normal <laughs> cereal? 
don't think anything but that. So like Frosted Flakes, Fruit Loops, okay, Cheerios. Frosted Flakes is one though. Yeah, that's but number one. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is good. I just can't. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Did y'all just say Frosted Flakes are number one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get soggy in like two minutes. You gotta literally rush you better, feed you yourself. Put some work in. No. <laughs> so you better do it with the purpose. No, it's not. Cinnamon Toast Crunch got a little bit. They. I guess I think my word today is longevity. <laughs> you got a little nah, bit long, like longevity. It's because it's cardboard. It's got to soak it up first. <laughs> Bowl, bowls dehydrated. Well, that's some good cardboard. Best cardboard I've ever eaten. <laughs> cardboard with cinnamon sugar. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, but another thing, um, and Odessa, like you kind of mentioned it earlier, is like um, mm-hmm. like the marketing with Homecoming this year. Right. Um, like, I was looking through my email today. Like, I have to check my email, like, three times a day, first of all. Hate it. But. No, for real. Um, like, I was looking at my email today, and I know, like, um, the Division of Student Affairs, you know, their little weekly mm-hmm. thing that they send out or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I saw that they had said, like, Homecoming Week and all of that stuff. But, like, honestly and truly, I, the only reason that I knew that Homecoming Week was this week before this week was because of the pageant, and because I always know the pageant falls on the Saturday of homecoming. Mm. But outside of that, like, I did not see any advertising. Like, even for, like, Yell Like Hell, the pep rally, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I did not see any of that stuff. No promotion. Even when it comes to, like, um, I know homecoming is supposed to be more like an extracurricular type thing. But I'm not even saying like networking events. Like they just don't do it like bar. They they just they just don't do it like us. Like it's not the same. Like school wide, like you said, couple emails and then you probably won't hear from. Them. That was probably like Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you got yours like Monday, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're not gonna hear from them pretty much till Friday. And then they're like, or next Monday when they give us a few photos and they're like, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, but know. then I think the interesting thing also. Um, And when me and, like, Adam were talking about, like, the stuff to, like, write, um, like, Mm -hmm. talk about this week for the podcast, Mm -hmm. I was telling him, like, I kind of have, like, a totally, like, different, like, perspective on, like, marketing Mm -hmm. because I have been a part of some of OU's, like, marketing campaigns and stuff like that. And so um, I think that they are trying, like, when it comes to, like, diversity and stuff, like, within um, like their marketing and stuff like that. Right. But I do think there still is a lack of diversity. And I think also there can be a lack of diversity when you're using the same people over and over again. Yeah. Like yeah, using like the same three. Five faces that we yeah. all. Yeah, know. like the same three African-Americans, the same It's performative one. also because <laughs> it seems like you're grabbing them. Like you have a little committee. Yeah. And you're like, come take this picture. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye. Yep. That's what it. That really is what it feels like. Um, like it's not. I mean, also at the same time, I don't want them just walking around snapping pictures of black students minding their business. <laughs> so I mean, you can't please everybody, I guess. But it does to an extent, like what you're saying. Does mm-hmm. like it's just. I think sometimes it's also like just like repetitive. Mm-hmm. Even like with even like just with like putting like diversity aside, like mm-hmm. it is the same people that they use in all of their marketing yes. campaigns. And mm-hmm. like I understand, like you know, like they have like their interns yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, come on now, yeah, it's more than ten people that go to this school. Exactly, and I think. I think if they really want diversity, like, maybe take a picture of it when it's, you know, naturally happening. And not just being like, okay, all of you black people, please come take a picture Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) smile for me. And then we're going to have you do it a million times. And I think um, that's something that you also see with, like, in, like, student publications. Mm -hmm. 
more than like the university's like communications, I guess. Mm. Like if you look at like the post, the new political thread, whatever, like whatever magazine like you're thinking about, mm-hmm. um, or publication, I guess you could say, um, like you'll see like those just like natural shots. You know, like, people just walking around campus. Like, oh, yeah, like, that's what Mm -hmm. OU looks like Mm -hmm. and stuff like that compared to, I guess, like, the marketing be, like, a little staged a little bit. Now, like, they do have their little candies, you know. Yeah, Um, Do (laughs) y'all, when they had Daryl, Daryl and they Sean picture, when they walking at the involvement fair, boy, they eat that picture up every year for the involvement fair. From last year, it's on everything. (laughs) <laughs> every time I see it, it every time I see it, I send it to Daryl, and I'll be like, "There you go, being a spokesperson." Oh Please send that. But no, like it's a really good picture because it's like literally they just walking, and I think mm-hmm. like the camera was like just so happened to like focus on mm-hmm. them, but it's like thousands of people just like walking around them mm-hmm. and just so like, happy. write that down, write that down. <laughs> we need that. We need that. But yeah, um, but I think like even with like home, I don't know if it's just like. They don't, I don't know. It's, like, maybe, like, they don't, are not, like, really, like, caring. I don't know what it is. But, like, even with, like, Homecoming, BART was kind of the same way when it came to advertising as well. Like, you really only heard of things word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Word of mouth or from, like, other, like, black people or people that were, like, on, like, the planning committee. If you didn't hear from those people, you did not know. And I think, like, it's kind of, like, almost like the same scenario with Homecoming this year. Because it was, like, okay. And also, I think the university kind of uses, like, email as, like, their main source of communication. And it's time to get away from that. Yeah, I think... I think they need to start, well, first off, going back to what you were saying, like, when it came to, like, Bar Weekend, a lot of the stuff I was getting was through word of mouth, and also, like, the infographic that you made, that was that was helpful as well, um, but when it came to, like, specific, like, major specific events, like, for the School of Communications and, like, you know, the STEM majors and things going on, they didn't, the departments were not sending out emails, yeah. and they should have been doing that. Mm-hmm. That's something I said about scripts. I'm like, there was this huge fair where minority students, black students, would have got to do networking, and they didn't really send an email out once. Like, I even went and checked. I'm like, I didn't hear nothing. It was silent all day. <laughs> we didn't know about this. A lot of black students woke up and just sat around all day when they could have been at this event. They didn't even know about it because mm-hmm. you're not sharing resources. So that was a big – I was mad about that for, like, a week. I was, too. <laughs> and, like, I, somebody had said that, oh, they had put it in, like, the weekly newsletter – when I tell you, I went back from like June mm-hmm. and looked at them weekly newsletters. It was not one thing about Bar and none of them newsletters. And even then, why are we acting like that's enough? Mm-hmm. And what was it? Um, Adam, didn't you say something about like the Bar Stool like recap that they had? Uh, yeah. <laughs> For bar weekend? There was no recap. <laughs> like, they have a recap for every weekend except for bar weekend. And then on bar weekend, they were like, oh, uh, we apologize, but there will be a recap every other weekend. Like, we weren't able to go on. But you know that there was stuff going on bar weekend. The said, bars we were. That, much ethnicity that, was, on our page. that was the most packed that the bars will ever be. <laughs> for the next three years. The most diverse. That was the, bar weekend. I call it like a solar eclipse. Like, you're like, it's once in so many years that it's like this huge thing and the white people were just like 
<sighs> yawn, yawn, yawn. There's a lot of black people this weekend. I wonder why. And then they're like, okay. Like, oh my God. Barstool. <laughs> no, yeah. We didn't We didn't get any love on there. Mm. <sighs> but surprise, surprise. I have my opinions about Barstool, but As that can I. be another episode. Yeah. Com- uh, um Blue House promoters, but um, I digress. Um, Blue House <laughs> <laughs> that, to this day, it still ticked me off because why would you ever promote that? Like, why? But um, Homecoming is like, so y'all know I'm from the South. And right. homecoming is, like, a really big deal down there. Mm-hmm. So, like, even at, like, PWIs, like, not even just the HBCUs. PWIs, like, university, I'm from Alabama, so University of Alabama, Arbor University, Sanford, like, whoever, they go out, all out for homecoming. Like, you better hope you make it to your 8 a.m. because they're having a party that night, like, and it's and it's going to happen. And so, like... For me, coming up here and seeing what y'all homecoming was, I was like, oh, this is boo-boo slush. Like, (laughs) this is like, (laughs) (laughs) like, this is just not it. Like, Mm -hmm. not okay. Even like with like football, Mm -hmm. like I understand, oh, you don't got the best football team. Like, that's just a no. I'm like, this is supposed to be a party school. But every weekend. Why don't y'all tailgate? Yeah. Why don't y'all that, tailgate? Okay, no, no, no. This is where I have to interject. <laughs> that is a core part of, like, the college. Literally. It makes no sense why, like, there are no people tailgating. And people come to the games, too. You said what? No, say it in the mic. I don't want to. No, say it in the mic. What is it? Did you just ask what is tailgating? I just wanted to make sure we're all <laughs> understanding the same definition, like... <laughs> You know, like, like tailgating, people like people drinking in their trucks, and it's like, like you have starts. like tents set up. You nah, got yeah, like and they like tailgates, like though. you it's got like, like real your tailgates. They'll have like the tent set up, and yeah, and like they'll TVs. stay like overnight. Yeah, like and a they have, TV, like, hot dog stands, and all is, that. Bro, here we just literally have people with lawn chairs and like. Okay, so they don't even be they don't even be sitting like. Like where are the like, people who are painted like. Like, like something, but like back at home, like, so, um, this is thing it's called, um, the classic, mm-hmm. um, and it's in Birmingham and it's Alabama state and Alabama A&M and they play at Legion field in Birmingham, uh, every November. It's actually, no, it's like at the end of October. I'm going to miss it this year because it's during Halloween and, I got to be on duty for RA, so y'all pray for me, because this is going to be my I... first one that I didn't miss in a minute. Oh, and you're missing Halloween. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but we're not going to talk about that. You have to cover, cover both days, Friday and Saturday, everybody? Mm, yeah, they said no. we all have to be on shift. Girl, if you don't. <laughs> anyway, can't, I'm you know. Kidding, I'm kidding. But um, love housing. Y'all get overtime, right? Pay? Please. I don't know. This is OU. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. I'm like, here's a bag of Skittles. I don't know. Halloween. No, I really, I don't know how the kind of pay works. I think it's like, just like out of our stipend. Like, I think it's already like put into our stipend or whatever. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, so like that game like happens, 
literally the whole state, like around the stadium, is literally packed. Like you, you can barely like maneuver because there's literally people like tents set up everywhere. Like people literally be having like Winnebago's like everywhere. Like it be like. You be having it's a game. It's like a experience outside of the game. It be more people tailgating than these people yeah, inside of the game. Not everybody. So my brother actually went to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we visited when I was younger, and like this is a big football school, obviously. But like it's like that. They tailgate all day, and like not everybody always goes to the games. Like a exactly. lot of people just stay for the tailgate. Mm-hmm. Um, but our situation is definitely bad here. <laughs> yeah. Like the experience. Like you just don't get the experience that like you get at these other schools. Yeah. Like even if you go. Up to Columbus to Ohio State, yeah. like oh, she goes crazy, goes crazy every time. But it's they, not even like there are other like smaller, small. I was about to say there's also like smaller yeah. schools that, like, take more pride than we do. I think it's the community, not the, not our community, but like the OU culture in general. Yeah, especially because it used to have this reputation before I came in. I was like, roo, roo, roo. everybody's like really like party, 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 and I get there and I'm like, it's just not. They don't like give that. that. It doesn't. It's, it's the bars, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, the no, the bars absolutely like. That's I mean, not that you guys would know it. or anything. Yeah, I don't. No, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's I've never like, been, so I don't really see like how yeah, this school is so fun and like right. Yeah. Not a lot of parties. So I'm I'm here to tell y'all, it's like it depends, and even on weekends, I think a weekend where we win, it's, it's like it's like okay. But like other than that, it's, it's but not. it's still. But even <laughs> even if they win, it's still bars. Like yeah. or they're just like, <laughs> like they, this like, is this is what happens at OU when something. There's a reason to celebrate. All they do is get drunk sooner, and then they're like, oh yeah, it was fun. Like no, you just got drunk sooner. <laughs> then, instead of getting drunk at like nine, you get drunk at like six. Exactly. That's all they do. People literally, we don't do anything for events. There just is barely any events because the sports are the way it is. Like exactly. People like my brother was saying like. They would just be like, oh, we're playing whoever today. And, like, you would tailgate, you would go to the game, and then you would just go party after if they won. Mm-hmm. Like, here it's just bars, day, night. Like, everybody mm-hmm. is going no matter what the circumstances. Yeah, and I then went to frat parties. I went, down, I went down court on Monday. Why was it packed? Like, yeah, I was like, why? I <laughs> like, people out last night. And there's definitely going to be people out tonight. I'm just like, well, yeah, but, you know, like, I feel like, Mm. The weekend at OU low-key start on, like, Thursday. Yeah. It definitely Wednesday. Start- well, I was about to say Wednesday. I didn't want to say Wednesday. It's, it's <laughs> like, a 50-50 crowd. But it's, yeah, like, it's a 50-50 crowd. It start Wednesday. on Wednesday it for real. Schedule. But, but definitely. no, I definitely agree. But even, like, outside of that, like, HBCU culture, y'all, like, the experience at HBCU is crazy. Have y'all ever been... So like a HBCU homecoming, like a HBCU like event, anything like that. I have not. I was gonna say I'm from the Northeast, so we don't really have a lot of HBCUs. Oh, see, I'm from the South. Alabama has like the largest number of HBCUs in the state. So I have a lot of friends wow. who went HBCU though, and like they just look like they have more the fun time of their lives. HBCUs do it better. Yeah, no, a one hundred percent. I have a friend. My cousin goes to Clark, and then one of my best friends, he goes to Morehouse, and then my other friend goes to Spelman. So, you know, like, the AUC, first of all, is just, like, already just, like, uh, AUC, Atlanta University Center, for people that don't know. Um, That's just, like, already just, like, in itself, like, 
that's just an experience. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah. What I be seeing that be going on down there? Oh man. I be like, oh, I want to be there. Not just that, but like, even when it's not like necessarily the party scene, they still have like good people coming to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, like my friend goes to North Carolina A and T. She had Tracy Ellis Ross at her school yesterday. Like, what? That would have been our highlight of the year, and that's uh, yeah. Tuesday for her. Like, wow. No. I have a couple of friends that are down there too, like that go to Morehouse and Spellman, and like they just talk about that, like at their parties and stuff. Like it'll be like I don't know, Young Nudie or something will like come <laughs> and perform, and it'll just be like regular to them. Yeah. But like we have like an event where we know we can get one rapper here for mm-hmm. one night, exactly. And, and then, then we, it's like our highlight. Yeah, and then like at Howard too. Like I know it's basically the same thing, like in DC. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're lacking. No, bad. But even, like, like you said, Odessa, like, even just, like, outside of, like, the whole party and all that stuff, like, Clark had T.I. teaching a class. Yes. Like, like I want T.I. to teach me a class. I don't know nothing about music. Yeah. I don't need to know nothing yeah. about music, but I want to, teach, I I want to take just, a class by yeah, T.I. I just want to be in the mix. I just want to be in the mix. I just want like, to be in the mix. Throw me in there. Like, I feel like that is, like, one thing. Um, and I think OU does, like, since we do have, like, bar and all of that stuff, and, like, OU just has, like, such an extensive, like, alumni network, like, Mm. I feel like we're one of the schools that, like, it's kind of, we're kind of, like, better off with it, but I will say, like, one of the things that I think HBCUs provide that you might not necessarily get at a PWI is, like, your, like, black alumni, like, networking, like, I'd be like, girl, you know, you did, a, you had a class with who? Like, you saw who? Like, why was Moneybag Yo at your school on Wednesday, like, performing yes. for no reason? Like, I'm like, or you'll go on Twitter and it'll be videos of, like, Cardi B walking around Spelman campus just because she was in town and was walking around. Like, what? Yeah. Why is she in your library right now? No way. Yeah. I just, also, it'd be salty, though, constantly. Imagine, like, skipping class one day and, like, Beyonce came to, like, take attendance. And I'm like, okay, I guess I should have went. But, yeah, they just have, like, A-listers at their schools always. All the time. As they should, because, I mean, I think it's nice that celebrities are going to schools, but, like, have you ever heard of Athens? <laughs> no. <laughs> they are be like, what? They're just, no. Like, get away from They're going to be like, Athens, Georgia? Like, <laughs> right, and I'll be, like, I'll be like, um, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. But, um, I think, but one of the things that is interesting, um, about being a black student that goes to PWI is like the gatekeeping of black culture mm-hmm. at HBCUs. Like they go hard. Yeah. They be going hard. Yeah. Like I be like, ooh. <laughs> like, ooh, <laughs> okay. y'all trying to eat us up. I'm like, oh my God, we didn't even say nothing. What do we do? No, literally. <laughs> I saw um like um, so, like, recently, one of the things that's been in the news is um, USC, um, their majorette team. Mm. And uh, USC, if y'all don't know, is a PWI and um, majorette style dance teams are more popular at um, HBCUs than they are at PWIs. Um, but it is a style of dance. Um, and I don't know about y'all, but I just feel like you can't gatekeep a style of dance. Right. Like, that's like white people telling us we can't do ballet. Exactly. <laughs> and, they, and they try. And they try. And they try. Um, what I was going to say was, 
um, I've been seeing a lot of discourse about it and talking about how it's historically black and how it, you know, was popularized by like the South and like Alabama and like all, like mm-hmm. that culture down there. And I think it's a valid statement. However, I think it was way there was way more harshness pertaining to those black women than it is when I see white cheerleaders appropriate the same dance style. Like the stomp and clap. Yeah, the yeah. stomp and the clap. It, not the stomp and the clap. The stomp and <laughs> the clap. They said, see, this is why we don't get that. It. That was your PWI coming <laughs> yeah, out. Well, yeah, it jumped out a little bit. Sorry, y'all. Excuse me. <clears throat> no, but um, like I see videos all the time of it being appropriated and mm-hmm. they just laugh and like da-da-da. But I'm like, y'all were seriously making personal attacks at these people. Right. And all they're trying to do is dance. Yeah. Like, And I think... I feel like they, I'm not going to, because it's not, first of all, it's not all HBCU students or HBCU alumni. It's not all people that are associated with HBCUs that, like, have this, like, mindset. Right. But I think the thing that they don't get is that, yes, we come to a PWI. Yes, we understand that it's a predominantly white institution. But we are allowed to make spaces for ourselves within these institutions. So, therefore... I'm going to make that space for myself. Exactly. Going to the HBCU, you don't have to, as a black student, you don't have to make that space for yourself. Right. Because you are surrounded by black students. So, yeah, therefore, exactly. your your school is your space. It's not the mm-hmm. same for us. And so, I feel like the women that started the, U, um, the USC Majorette team, like, they were just making a space for themselves mm-hmm. so that they could be comfortable at a school that is predominantly white and people don't understand them. like Right. And this is where I start being on the fence a little bit about whether it's right or wrong or what limits like mm-hmm. should morally be like put on it. Because I've been seeing a lot of arguments and I've been I've been trying to listen to HBCU people and like hearing yeah, their me pride because it's it's a matter of me practicing empathy and I, I was hearing them and they were talking about how a lot of their recruitment comes down comes from like their majorette and their drum teams and like mm-hmm. it's popularized because of that and that's what really helps the uh, their recruiting and their funding. So if other schools and all schools start to popularize it, a lot of black students it won't be something that can pull them in. And that's a valid statement. And that's where I kind of get on the fence. And I'm like, well, it also is a reasonable argument that although we make these spaces for ourselves and I think that we have the right to do so, I don't necessarily think that it's something we have to share with the white audience. Mm-hmm. For example, like at their, like where did they perform it? I saw the video, but I didn't see this. There was like a big crowd. I'm assuming they were it was at like the a USC. football game. They were at the USC at a game. game. Okay. Um, it's almost like we're the only ones deserving to be experiencing that. And I think that's where the, where it kind of gets, like, messy for me morally because I'm, like, I see the argument of how it's taken away from HBCUs and, like, something that they're very popular for, like, you mm-hmm. know. But at the same time, we do deserve to celebrate our culture, but at the same time, do the white people deserve to celebrate with us? That's where it is for me. I think that... I think not black people, I should rephrase, sorry. I think my whole thing is that because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the USC Majorette team is not, like, officially affiliated with the university. So they don't, I don't believe, no, I don't think they are. I thought they were wearing the uh, the shirts. Girl, you can get them made. uniforms, but, like, performing in the stadium and everything, and I thought they were, like, I think they, I, 
Adam, do you know? Does he? <laughs> I think I think it was an official thing. I oh, I actually don't know. I actually don't. I thought it was. I think they're a part of it now. I mean, it's just saying USC. Like, I was looking it up when you guys were discussing it. It was basically mm-hmm. just saying USC has their first ever team, so I think it is sanctioned by the school now. I mean, if they're on the field for the games, I would think. Oh, they were on the field? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they see, were I the, see, I saw the stands. The, I saw the stands. I didn't see the, um, whatchamacallit. But, no, I definitely agree um, to some extent um, because I feel like, if you tell somebody, yeah, you can do this, but you don't need to share it, like, with the white people in your space or something like that, that's almost like you telling me hide your blackness, I feel like, to, like, an extent. And right. I just feel like, like, no one should do that. Like, if you look at Pounce, like, for example, Pounce is OU's not officially affiliated. Um, they're a student or student-ran organization. Um, they are not of our— um, Shout out Pounce. Hello. Um, but they are, like, not officially affiliated with, um, like, OU, the Marching 110, nothing like that. Um, and so, like, I feel like when you look at that, like, telling them, like, oh, y'all shouldn't be performing at, like, yell like hell or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why should I have? Because at the end of the day, right. dance is a craft. Right. Dance is something that takes time and dances of creative expression. Right. So I feel like. It should be shared. Yeah, I feel like it should be shared. That's a fair point. And, um, but, like, I do see, like, what you're saying. Like, you know, like, this is something that has been popularized by HBCUs. And um, it is something that, you know, like, HBCUs definitely need. need. Um, But also, it's, like, just a part of, like, their culture naturally. But I think that the thing, I think the thing that, like, kind of, like, I kind of like just like stirs me the wrong way is like the whole argument of like um like this is something that like only HBCUs can do mm-hmm. when okay but then if that's the case then are you going to take this away from high schools that are not affiliate affiliate like affiliates or HBCUs, HBCUs or like right. not predominantly black high schools and stuff like that right. because there are not predom there are predominantly white Schools, so, uh, schools that all right. that have majorette teams, drum lines, Dr- and, at all. Um, the drum, te- not drum teams, drum line. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> how did I say drum team? Who is that? I don't know. The, yeah. your PWI coming out again? No, it is. <laughs> Keep back in there. <laughs> but no, you did make a very good point just now because I came from a predominantly black uh, high school, and they did a lot of like majorette and like you know a lot of certain moves and certain things. Mm-hmm. And it, like, we're not a direct, like, we're not sponsored by, we weren't <laughs> sponsored by Spellman or anything like that. But it was a part of our culture, and that was something we all mm-hmm. co- had a common share. So I don't think if the space changes and you happen to be around more white people or you're at a predominantly white school, that that should change. So you're making a good point mm-hmm. as far as just being able to celebrate it. Um, I think the down, I think basically it's more so a downside is that it has to be shared yeah. with these people who are, like, you know, only embracing of us when we're, doing certain, like, art forms, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's more so the argument, but at the same time, the sacrifice shouldn't be like you were saying. We don't get to celebrate at all. So mm-hmm. I, um, once again, shout out to Pounce. What's, Hello. I'm embarrassed to ask what yell like hell is, so I'm going to act like I know what it is. 
but, the pep rally. Okay, got you. Um, <laughs> get back in there. Get back in there, people. Get back in. <laughs> no, but um, I think our I'm proud of them, and like I'm glad that our culture is getting to be, you know, um, presented. I remember seeing them perform for the first time, and I I was at a PW. Not I was at a PW. I'm still here. Um, <laughs> but at the Black Expo, I um I saw them perform my freshman year, and I was like, wow. We have it. We have that. So I think also when it, it can also tie into representation um, and kind of pulling those two worlds together mm-hmm. so you don't feel lost in this ocean of, like, not seeing your yourself and your representation. I think I think you're making a good point about seeing that. So, yeah. Still on the fence, but not as much. <laughs> Still on the fence, but not as much. You haven't <laughs> jumped yet. You're just kind of, like, hanging on? Yeah. Just kind of hanging a little bit. Just a little bit. Hands getting sweaty. Kind of a loosened grip. A little, little, little. But, um, yeah, um, like Odessa said, shout out to Pounce. Um, everybody should go see them um, at the Yell Like Hell pep rally. Um, I don't remember what day it is. It's either Friday or Saturday. Saturday, I think. But. Um, oh, it might be Friday. Look it up, y'all. <laughs> Look it up. Yell Like Hell pep rally. There you go. Um, yeah. Do your own research. Yell Like Hell Ohio University 2022. Google <laughs> But yeah, um, I definitely recommend everybody to go out there. Um, I think the March of 110 is also performing, cheerleaders, um, just like some band performing also. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. Um, but go support my girls from Pounce. Um, that'll definitely be a you know good little thing for them. Love that for them that they're finally getting the exposure that they deserve. Yes, and that's, a, that's another good point, not to cut you off. I'm oh, sorry, but like, like exposure, that is mm-hmm. like I just had an epiphany. <laughs> you know what? Back on OU's side. No, I'm kidding. Oh. No, I am, though. Cause anyway. Like, <laughs> no, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back with this. But another thing also um, that it's not a um, gatekeeping thing because, you know, um, it's just not. But um, I think it's a respect thing. Uh, one of the things that I feel like is also, like, respected more at HBCUs rather than PWIs is, like, MPHC. So if you don't know what MPHC is, a.k.a. D9, um, it's the National Panhellenic Council. Um, and so it um, it is encompassed of all of the historically um, black Greek organizations um, that were created whenever they were created. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like they are also, like, more respected um, on HBCU campuses more than they are here at PWIs. Right. Um, one, because of numbers. Um, of course, like, being in a P- um, PWI, like, naturally there's just less amount of black students or, um, here. But also, um, like, we got two, what, no, three. It's like, I think there's three other councils also, like, within Greek life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... That's, like, really uh, interesting to see because one of the things um, is, like, so, like, most of the sororities, white sororities and fraternities have houses on campus. NPAC organizations do not. Um, And so, like, when you walk around campus, like, you see all of, like, the white sororities or um their organizations and stuff like Mansions. that yeah like you know literally mm-hmm. um you see them like when you're walking to class and stuff like that but there was nothing like that you could see that would let you know that like mphc organizations were here mm-hmm. up until 
last year when they um, broke ground on um, the MPHC plots that they are building. Um, and I think um, it's, like, a really good thing that, like, they're finally getting the recognition that they made because, mm-hmm. like, all these organizations, like, they stand for, like, really good things. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, um, their white counterparts within um, other sororities and fraternities. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you could, like, see you could see it here, like, um, oh, um, OU just, um, they're still in the process of, like, building them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then also um, Ohio State, they just... Um, they just did their um, like grand, I guess, opening. It's not really an opening, but right. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, of also their um, MPHC, um, I think like markers plot, something like that. Right. But um, theirs are like really pretty. Like they're like pretty, mm-hmm. like very sleek, black, like not sleek. Very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I think that was like also something that um, like I kind of noticed um, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think there's less understanding mm-hmm. of like the depth that comes with um, like MPHC versus like other cultures on campus. Mm-hmm. And because, like you were saying, there's not a lot of like black student body, so it has a different meaning to the black community and black culture and HBCUs mm-hmm. versus like white counterparts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know. I definitely, I definitely see what you're saying. I definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that also um, I think is interesting um, when it comes to like the HBCU versus PWI like whole talk or whatever. It like first of all, it trends like at least once a year, right? On Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, like it just like goes like haywire for right. no reason. First of all, I just want the conversation to end. Because so tired. at the end of the day, we're all getting education, okay? Like, and I feel like as black people, as African-American people, that should be enough. Mm-hmm. Because we out here, we getting educated, and we not out here running the streets like the world trying to make us say that we are. So PWI, HBCU, community college, whatever it is, that yeah. should be enough. Um, just to add to that, though, I think that that is part of the stigma. Like, a lot of people don't consider that we didn't want to go to, like, some of these PWIs, like, Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere or (laughs) whatever. Um, but then also on the HBCU parts, I mean, some of it is, like, a lack of funding and stuff, and some of them, they just don't have a lot of their stuff together. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I was looking at Howard right when, like, a lot of that housing stuff happened Mm -hmm. to a lot of my friends' freshman year. So just things like that is also why, like you may be steered away and, like, go to a PWI that may have a better program or, like, better resources going forward. But I don't think that it should matter if it's all black people furthering their education, furthering their careers, things like that. Facts. Yeah, I was just going to say, almost all of my friends that do go to HBCUs got scholarships initially, but they weren't, their decisions weren't financial-based. They didn't decide to go to insert HBCU because they got a good scholarship Mm because they wanted to go. But they had to have the money to pay the tuition up front, and then they were able to apply to scholarships for, like, second years or, like, after your second semester and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't have the money going into college to pay that $40,000 up front, you can't really, you know, because they, like, HBCUs do get out, give out scholarships, but it's once you get there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, dang, I got to I gotta give money to get some money later on. Like, if I don't <laughs> have it, I can't go. Like, and 
And depending on where HBCU you go to, but them things is hot. Yeah, I'm talking. Uh, when you said Howard, baby, when you said Howard, I was like, ooh. Yeah, they don't yeah. give out a lot of money. No, and because I applied for, I applied for Clark and Spelman. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they said, "Here's a crumb." I looked at that paper and I just turned it over because I mean, my like. My choice of coming to any institution, like, going into, like, picking, like, yes, like, I wanted to go somewhere that, like, had, like, a strong program and, like, journalism and stuff like that, which, like, um, Clark actually has, like, a really good uh, communications program um, and journalism program. And so, like, that's, like, literally was one of the reasons that I applied there. But also, on the other side of that, like, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to take out any loans. And I didn't want my mom, my main thing was I didn't want my mom to have to take out any loans either because I got three siblings. Right. <laughs> and so I didn't want to be, you know, first child, be selfish, and then end up, you know, nothing my, left. yeah, nothing left for them or something like that. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, they're going to go on full rise, you know, right. we're going to, you know, speak we'll that them into, put them, then we're going to speak that into existence. Mm-hmm. But like, if that was like something that was going to have to happen, I didn't want me no to be a financial, room. you know, burden on my mom. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was my main thing. It's like, if I can go to school for free, I'm going to go to school for free. So, when, oh, you told me you can come here for free, I was like, I'm coming here for free. Yeah, for free. So, <laughs> You're swiping me in. Yeah. No. You're swiping me in free ride. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> come on. Oh, you wasn't stingy with you? Don't be stingy with me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. No. She anyway, swipe, she gonna swipe me in. I'm glad but, you highlighted that though about like, I guess choosing OU because of that because mm-hmm, I think a lot of mm-hmm. people don't really consider that mm-hmm. um, that like you can come here especially for the journalism program and like they do give away a lot of money and that was some of my reasoning is like I'm the last of the kids so like I didn't want to have to be like like you said that financial burden mm-hmm. by choosing to go somewhere that was more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so going here, I know that I could come here at a discount and basically like allow my parents to be financially more free now that they don't have me in the house and then also like my tuition isn't as much as it would be other places oh adam i didn't know you were the baby (laughs) (laughs) i um i just i mean i am paying a little out of pocket i didn't know i didn't know that wasn't a common experience I mean, I I'm paying. Don't but, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, you didn't. You said, said you said discount is <laughs> see, see not not a hundred percent off. Discount layaway. Hello. You said promo Don't code. Not, I had to file some paperwork with this. Yeah, no. I had to. I had to. Yeah, there was some there was some money coming out, but um, another thing is I'm just not far from here, and mm-hmm. I don't really want to go to school to begin with. So I'm like, okay, at least I, at least I'm not like too far. But I ended up liking it here, luckily. Yeah. But. Financially, it was smart for me not to go out of state. I couldn't have afforded that at the time. But I, even though I, if I was going to go to school, I was either going to be close where it was like, okay, not a distance, mm-hmm. or I was going to go far, far, like super far away. It's expensive. Out-of-state tuition is no joke. It ain't. So that's another thing. <laughs> it's not. That's another not. thing going into what Adam was saying. If you don't have an HBCU in your state, Exactly. You're, that that's it. doubling it up right yeah. there. Just picking, like, my whole thing was, like, I would only be looking at HBCU for, like, the name. Like, I knew mm-hmm. a PWI would have better resources and, I guess, better career outlets for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would basically just be picking and be like, oh, I, I'm a more house man or, like, I went to Howard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like it was just a better package here. Right. Maybe not like, socially, though. 
<laughs> no, yeah, mm. we we don't got on them about yeah. that. <laughs> There's time for y'all. It might turn around. No, OU has been around since 1804. Y'all gonna be the class that like that what really shakes the table. No. 1804. Right. <laughs> you think our next All two right. years it'll switch? You no. think the people at 1803 thought that they would be going to school in 1804? <laughs> <laughs> no. But they ended up doing it. So um, never say never. Harvard on Hawking. But no, I think like that was another. <laughs> No, I've heard that though. I haven't heard a lot of people call it that, but I've heard it called that before. What's it? Harvard on Hawking. That's our institution, the Harvard on the Hawking. Oh, yeah, it's Harvard. Harvard on Hawking. Yeah, Mm-mm. there's like an actual like whole backstory. You talked about it during orientation, um, during like the histories and tradition portions of it. Oh, <laughs> I wish y'all could see that face. Adam just gave me. <laughs> You sounded so indulged. No, you were sitting up straight. They really made you like study that stuff, though. No, no, no. It wasn't like study. Um, So one of the um, orientation coordinators, he is like a history. He was a history major. Well, not history major. He um, he had education, but he did like um, high school history. So he was like really into history and stuff. So like that was like his portion of it. We I just went up there and read the script if I had to do that portion, Mm -hmm. but. but, yeah, no, it was, like, a whole thing, like, the founder, I guess, like, the people that, like, started OU or whatever, um, like, knew some people that started Harvard, something like that, um, and they were, like, yeah, uh, right. yeah and they were, like, um, I guess the people that, like, were at Harvard were, like, oh, you can't make a, you can't make a Harvard on the hiking, yeah. and then they went and made now. a Harvard on the hiking. <laughs> He said, you know what? Oh, so, like, they were actually, like, oh, y'all can't make another school. Yeah, like, you can't make, they were, like, you can't make, you can't make a Howard, I mean, oop, a Harvard. <laughs> I'm sorry. They you can't make us. a Harvard. Gonna <laughs> we're going to be canceled. <laughs> They're going to get us. You can't make a Harvard in the middle of southeastern Ohio. Yo, but right. we can't make a Howard on the Hawking, though? Oh, what if we had like a? Well, let me let me be quiet. I'm, no, let yeah. me let me let me stop stop stop. I'm, I'll say it afterwards, but okay. Um. <laughs> They're gonna get us. Yeah. We're from some powerhouses. <laughs> There's gonna be somebody there with a bat or something. I'm scared. Oh. <laughs> ACCU bus is gonna drag us. We were just kidding, y'all. We were just kidding, y'all. Please don't. Please, please don't For come about it. was Adam and Joy. Oh. I gotta oh. say myself. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta put me first. I gotta put me first, <laughs> but um no um Adam I think you had said it like or oh it was one of y'all I can't remember I can't yeah but mm-hmm. um y'all talked about how like the fact that like there are not HBCUs everywhere and like going back to like the like USC or whatever there's only one HBCU in California yeah and so yeah. when you put into like out-of-state tuition. Then on top of that, you put into, like, traveling, like, back and forth to, like, maybe, like, another HBCU in, like, another state and stuff like that. That's a lot of money. And then, like, HBCUs just being expensive, like, in general. Like, you put that into account, like, that's a lot of money that a lot of people, like, I'm sorry, but I don't know about y'all, but I had, like, just $40,000 just to dish out to nobody. Like, Absolutely not. Because... Even if I would have took out loans, I still would have ended up coming out of pocket. 
Absolutely. I definitely will be have to be working my butt off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, like, just the history of HBCUs. Like, they were created for, like, black people to be able to go to school. But, like, areas in which there wasn't necessarily the same prejudice and, like, black people were allowed to be educated, which is why, like, mm-hmm. there were black people at Harvard before, like, there were HBCUs and, like, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, like, sections of the country where, like, the emphasis on HBCUs are just not as important. Like, I knew about them because I was in, like, organizations and, like, some of my friends' parents and stuff, and, like, they wanted to go. Um, but as far as, like, you know, some people, like, it's basically, like, they always knew they were going to HBCU or, like, they only applied to HBCUs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that just is goes into the conversation as I think some of it is regional. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. definitely, because... Mm-hmm. They hit us off. Oh, that thing is serious. Yeah. Serious, serious, serious. My, like, I still have people, like, that's, like, in my family, friends, whatever. They, I still get asked, like, you had all these schools around you to go to, like, HBCUs. Why didn't you choose one? Because they didn't give me no money. Were you going to pay? Or are you going to write a check? That's what I always sound like. Were you going to, like, yeah, like, yeah. while you're making comments about like, where I need to be at. To avoid this conversation, like, you don't want to be going to pay for my transfer? You don't want to, like, you don't want to be around black people. Um, no, I do, but are, I, 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 that's what I'm checks. saying. I'm like. $40,000, question mark, question mark, question mark. I also want to talk about Housing, that. question mark, question mark, question mark. No, that's really <laughs> the thing, because who's paying that to live in a tent, though? Mm-hmm. That's really where I No, water, question mark, question mark, question mark. To go to is Yellow like, water in the fountain? Exactly. This is an institution of higher learning. Like, <laughs> we need to set some boundaries. I'm not, yeah. you're not going to be doing that. People can't mm-hmm. access their financial aid like two and a half years in and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. absolutely not. Because let me get to my senior money. and find out that I owe y'all $20,000. Like, that's their problem. Now you better, whatever was hiding it needs to go ahead and continue, continue hiding. hiding. I was owing. <laughs> continue we'll hiding. I didn't see it if you didn't. I'm, I'm like, Please. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's also like another like thing though. Is that um, like HBCU students? Like they like to throw in the fact, like, oh, y'all got to do racism and all this stuff. Yeah, y'all got to y'all have to also fight different battles as well. Community like, issues like colorism, yeah, texturism, I think it's a lot. LGBT, classism. yeah, homophobia, transphobia, classism, heightism. We we can make a rap out no, of it I right now. Think it's like harder, I guess, more pressing issues at HBCUs because it's in the black community and stuff a lot of people don't mm-hmm. want to address. I think yeah. here it's easy to just be like, oh, racism, you know, uh-huh. white people don't see us the same. And yeah, let's all bind together and be against like that. that. But like when you start to get into those like issues that are actually within the black community that people are going to be split on, like, and those types of things don't get addressed. Like people don't talk about colorism on HBCU campuses, for real, at a large scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're on a campus, like you were just saying, we can't even, we often don't even get to put the focus, no, like you yeah, were saying, on us. You're just happy to see another black person. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, oh, thank God. And then later on, I'm like, I'm like, hmm, that wasn't great, but and I will say, black. I will say, like, for at least OU, like, I know, like, some institutions, they, <clears> oh, <throat> Miss, but, um, like, they need you better. But um, I will say, I think for, like, the most part, like, at OU, like, yes, we have, like, a small, like, black population, but... I at least haven't had, like, a lot of run-ins with just, like, pure racist people. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I've, I, and we also are at a liberal arts 
institution mm-hmm. first. Like that, that like has a lot to like you know do with it. Yeah, I definitely I deal with microaggressions a lot, specifically yeah. at like the Walmart. And you also have to think, yeah, not for PWI is the same. Think of OSU for example to bring them up again. They're mm-hmm. like, dang, can you stop talking about us? But like <laughs> to bring them up again, like it's in more of a city. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to be in a a super rural area, you don't have to be. Facts. But we are outside of campus. We're in a college town. So you're dealing with a lot of issues that come with that. Yeah. And that, an example, would be a lot of older people who are racist. I was like, yeah, I was about to say, like, when you start, like, after, after Court Street, if you go any further, then, like, you're in Athens, Athens. Like, Athens County is very much racist. Mm-hmm. The institution? Mm-hmm. Uh, like because people are watching them, so yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, facts. But they would a lot of lo- they would a lot more slide, um, definitely to be clear. But yeah, yeah, like Athens as a county, they ooh, yikes. I, I mean, it's I'd be scared sometimes. Some some roads, I'd be like, oh, I'm not going down there. Be for real, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going down there. Let I went to my real. no my storage unit. Uh, the road that it was on, I was like, God, I don't know if I was be here, and I was by myself going to get. Where was yours at? It's on. It's on like the end of East State. I think I know what you're talking about. Mine was um, near Albany, and I was like, I'm not coming here alone. I was scowy. <laughs> it yeah. was scowy. And then it was, yeah. like, late at night, and then, like, this random, like, tr- I, like, just kept past. I was like, oh, my God, God, like, I'm finna get snatched. Like, yeah. <laughs> actually, no. Like, yeah, this is, like, actual Ohio. Mm-hmm. Like, from, like, whenever people are, like, making memes and stuff, like, this is what they mean about, like, <laughs> yeah. the whole, like, <laughs> a normal day in Ohio. Like, no. this is the middle of, like, Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. And I be telling people, they be like, oh, you from the country, this, that, and the third, because I'm from, like, Bama and all of that stuff. But, like, I be telling people, and they be like, oh, I know, like, you used to get microaggressed and all of this stuff. I know, like, you used to no. deal with racism. I know Alabama you used to get, state. I know you used to get called the N-word so much. No. I count on how many, I can count how many, on one finger, how many times I was called the N-word in Bama. It's one. One, and it was this little little high school who thought it was okay to come to me and say, "What's up, my nigga?" <laughs> like, okay, Ooh. like now, eh, not too much. Oh wow! <laughs> Transfer schools, but I'm not gonna talk about why. Okay. But like, I be telling people like the microaggressions and like the things that I've seen that are just like blatantly racist in Athens County, not OU, Athens County, way more. Than what I saw in Birmingham, especially yeah. in Birmingham, because Birmingham is very black, mm. very black. And the community that I grew up in was also very black. Mm. So I didn't see that. Right. So check yourself for you wreck yourself. Because yeah. Ohio is just as bad as the South. It was like way worse than back home. Like I, cause Oh, I you're from to Jersey a, too. My so dad's from Jersey. Like a Catholic school. So I thought that. Like, the experience of just being around, like, mm-hmm. uh, only white people. But then building our community, like, that's what we did. So, like, being on the basketball team, like, obviously those were my eyes. But then, like, the football team and just other black athletes, like, we kind of bonded together. And then, like, other black people. Um, but then coming here, like, the first thing that I really noticed is, like, the it's, like, a different, like, breed of person. <laughs> Mainly white. Like the, I'm screaming. there's so many white people, though, like, that's just the thing. Like, I was looking at, I was talking about this today, and I was looking at, um, like, my hometown's public school stats, and it's 34% black, 34% Hispanic, 
like 16% white, 12% Asian, I think. That mm-hmm. was the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, something like, check my numbers, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm not, but okay. Then you just come here, and I looked it up, it was 77, <laughs> 8% white, and then like 6% black, and then like 2 in 1% everything mm-hmm. else. So, and then it's just like more conservative out here. I mean, Southern Ohio is basically like, right above the south i mean you're a couple hours from kentucky so facts it's just different i'm coming from a place that's very democratic like very liberal and like you come down here and like people are talking to you about country music (laughs) farming and stuff and it's like i don't know about amish town yeah i don't know amish town like no so you gotta know what you're dealing with that was just the last thing with the pwis like you really have to know where you're going and Mm -hmm. who you're around yeah but oh miss I was oh, just going to say, um, I was coming from a predominantly black school. So when I came here, like, I didn't even know about the two forms that you were talking about, but I definitely know now. <laughs> now that I've been here, at first, like, I'd meet, meet, meet like, any non-black person. I'm like, oh, like, okay. But then, and just, like, automatically assume that I'm going to deal with some microaggression. And it would just be, like, weird or something. I'm like, okay, that's perfectly fine. But then I'd interact with, or even like somebody who liked country, I just would automatically assume like, oh my God. Uh, I like country, to... oh please. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do too much. I'm not doing too much. This is where I'm going with it. Not too I would, much. I would interact with white people because I didn't know enough. I'd be like, oh my gosh, they listen to country music. They're definitely going to be like, oh my God, just the worst. And they'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was given like real like Trump, like I, that's what I assume. Make America great. But, but. The real racism will come from, like, people who I wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. Like, Sally would walk over and be microaggressive. And I'm like, oh, so what were you saying about Brad Paisley or whatever his name was? I'm back to her now because she was being nicer. And I thought <laughs> that she was going to be the one to really, you know, put her cowboy boot on my neck. Like, I thought she was going to be the mean one. But, like, I don't want to say I'm like, it just it comes in such different forms now. Like, you really just have to know. But it was definitely a culture shock. And then it was a double culture shock when I started going here a little more. No, yeah. definitely, for sure. Um, and I think um, one of the things that, that's like low-key, like I think one thing that like I don't understand also about like the HBCU, PWI, like divide or whatever, is like the fact that like we already got to deal with like outside people. Like mm-hmm. we already got to deal like with what the world think about us and this, that, and the third. So why are we putting jokes? each other against each other because another thing that like i saw a post um on facebook yes i use facebook and yes it be entertaining (laughs) so not too much (laughs) entertainment purposes is come on it it is it's funny who be on there Grow up, Literally, girl. okay, but I think no, but like really, I think it's a south. I think it's a southern thing because like all of my friends have Facebook. All of my whole yeah, that's crazy. My, my brother is on, my brother's from Lexington, so he be on there, Kentucky. You know what, Joy? I am gonna go ahead and agree with you because when I, I sometimes I will see old screenshots and it'll be a Facebook. It post, will be Facebook. That's what be so it starts. Funny. At, that's why I be telling y'all. Be telling me it started Twitter. No, it yeah, starts at Facebook, Facebook, then it's Twitter, and then it's, it's Instagram. It's the age group of the people on. Facebook. Facebook, like they're yeah, just ruthless. Like they're like... at a high school, college age, so they can say what they want. However exactly. They that's want. I got. I got Facebook when I was in eighth grade, Aww. and eighth or ninth <laughs> grade, one of them, not too much. Um, and it's just like funny, y'all. Like, and it's not even like. <laughs> 
Like, everybody, it's not like old people or nothing like that on my Facebook. Like, yes, yeah, like. It's like 30. No. Really? No. It's southern it's thing. just like people having like. It's people Instagram. my age. Oh, yeah. It's no, a southern see, thing. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm that thinking of the old screenshots that are just funny. No, but, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. People just be on there while and saying, No, like some, like some things like, yeah, they'd be like, whoa, <laughs> like not too much. <laughs> yeah, it's a southern but, thing. But no, like everybody, like for the most part, like yeah, you know, I got my like my grandma, my mm-hmm. auntie, all of them. But like, this yeah. is the same people who I got on Instagram. Like, this is really? part of my family. Like, everybody that got Facebook in my family has Instagram as well. Besides, like, like you know, like the older, yeah. older, older people. Yeah. But like, yeah, like everybody, like for the most part, everybody on my um, Facebook. I'm gonna say it's between seventeen and twenty five. For the most part, like that. That's what makes up like my like. If I looked at my so demographics, funny. I think that's what it would be. But anyways, back to the post that I was saying. Mm-hmm. It was a post, and it was like. Um, it was like something. It was like you're so pro black, but you chose to go to a PWI. What do they got to do with anything? <laughs> I'm trying to just get my education. <laughs> like, People are looking into it so crazy, like. But I absolutely want, like, to further that. But I think, because I think we do need more people at HBCUs, which will, like, help with funding and like, mm-hmm. a bunch Facts. of other things. Facts, 100%. But, I mean, we're trying to get it, too. Like, this is not the best situation for us going to an HBCU, so. Facts. Yeah, I'm, like, tired of having my blackness question because I went to where it was best for me to get an education. I'm pro-black because I decided to get an education and I decided to you know, celebrate my blackness every day. You, this random person on Facebook, you don't determine how black I am. I do. And what about you telling people about their blackness, like, gives pro-black? But it be the people that, what degree do you have, again? Not even the degree debate, but it's like, who made you, like... King of the Dr. other Umar. pro-black. Yeah, like, who, who made you, who put you at the top, the tippity top to make you, you write the, the, the syllabus for who is and who, who isn't is black? Who is black? Like, is this black car revoked? Like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, they also, they also don't realize that by finding petty things to question people's blackness, it is anti-black because mm-hmm. you're excluding people based on like superficial things. Facts. Like, you're not saying I'm anti-black because I said something that was, like, internally racist or something. Because then you, you can dive in. Like, go ahead. Come go, for me go, if I like, say like, please. Like, like, eat me up. But me simply going to a PWI, you're assuming all these things about me and then cutting me off and limiting my blackness. That is anti-black in itself. Facts. So I'm like, let me stay off Facebook. <laughs> let me get off there. Let me oh, and, I, cause, and me, every time I see it, I be like, and did. Mm-hmm. And did. Are you, like, and not just that, but I'm like, um... I don't, and I know it. Sometimes it isn't my place to say, but going to a P, uh, HBCU does not automatically have this meaning of pro blackness. There are people that attend HBCUs all day, every day, that will go in and come out four years later and have not changed their perspective. They aren't any more radical. They don't have any more internalized racism fixed than they did when they entered. A lot of people go to HBCUs for the wrong things, such as the person who made that post probably, because they're probably a post-grad who just got on their pedestal because they thought they had a degree from HBCU and thought that that (laughs) that meant that they were more black than me, and you haven't learned anything. No, that's fact. So I'm not trying to hear that. Yeah. No, 100%. I definitely agree. Like, yeah. I just want to get my education and get out of here. Be like, Sorry, four years as, as the least amount of debt that I can have. Like, yeah. that's it. That's all. Like, and, yeah. and that is like, 
and I don't think people also don't realize that it's like that is why black people are so high on like they they have so much debt is and the number one thing is like student loans because mm-hmm. we go into debt going to school. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I do not want to be a statistic. Like I don't want to get out of school and be having to pay these loans back for the next 20, 30 years. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to be funny. Oh, like, I really don't want to be funny. But the people who <laughs> are saying that we need to be not going to PWIs and all this and we need to be paying like for the HBCUs are the same people in the shade rooms comments complaining when Joe Biden does not relieve all the time ta- or Ooh, all the money. Speak on it. This is literally speak the same on thing. It. It's a direct correlation. Like most, a lot of these people, I'm not going to say most because I don't know, but a lot of these people do go to HBCUs. They end up having to take out loans to pay and they end up having to pay all this money when they're done. <clears throat> a lot of people nationally, not just HBCUs, not just black people, but are working jobs in which they can barely afford to live, let alone like pay back their loans. Mm-hmm. So then mm. you kind of have that degree. It's not really working out financially. Um, and then you are in the shade rooms comments when Joe Biden <laughs> is doing anything else other than relieving student loan debt and you're complaining because of that same HBCU when there may have been a better option. Yeah. That's just my piece. He ain't lie. I'm about to say, I know plenty of people who graduated from their HBCUs and are misguided and in debt because it doesn't take away (laughs) that. (laughs) (laughs) Misguided and in debt. Like they graduated is two, three years post-grad and all they have is their experience that they had. And I'm not limiting that. And I'm not saying that that's unimportant. However, comma, it doesn't take away the fact that being a college student is hard. And you being at an HBCU doesn't shelter you from the the journey that is being a college student. It changes it, but it doesn't erase some things that persist regardless of where you go for school. Yeah. And I'm like, we hear a lot of HBCU success stories, but there are a lot of HBCU failures. And that was a 50-50% chance for me. And, you know, that's something that people need to think about. And it's just I wasn't willing to raise 50 because if college wouldn't have worked out for me, I would have rather been like, let's say, Five thousand dollars in debt from leaving OU or something like that, maybe compared to like sixty k. Yeah, like be for real, be for real. Like it's just you know, and not just that, but there's always graduate school. There's always master programs. There's always circumstances where you are having more accessibility to scholarships and things. Like you don't know my life. Mm-hmm. You don't know why I came here. Get off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like for real. Yeah. So last thing I want to touch on. Um, is we talked about it earlier with like OU and like sports. Um, well, not sports, I guess football, because um, to me, y'all might disagree. I feel like OU has a pretty decent basketball team. You know, like they be doing what they need to yeah. do. We might have lost our two top guns this year, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Mark went back to Bama. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, <laughs> but uh, and then um, who else transferred? I'm totally blanking on his name. Ben Vanderplas. Yeah, uh, Ben. I forgot what he transferred he to. He went to Virginia. Yeah. So uh, HBCUs. There's four conferences, I believe, um, that um, HBCUs play in. Uh, I honestly do not remember all of the name of them. Um, the only one I remember is Sweat because that's where all of the Alabama schools play at. Um, play in. Um, at least the universities do. Um, 
And one of the things actually um, that's interesting about that is, um, so I don't know if y'all know or not, but um, Deion Sanders, um, former NFL player, uh, NFL Hall of Fame, um, he coaches at Jackson State um, University. Um, And so his two sons go there. Um, and, but also he has, um, I'm like blanking on what it is. He has like an academy. Is that, it's like a football something where like you get football experience Mm -hmm. basically. Um, and a lot of the, um, boys that went there, all men, I guess I should say, because all of them are like 18, that went there, they also, um, go to JSU now as well. Mm-hmm. Um his son was his son was at uh his old the older son was at I can't remember what school it was. I think it was a PWI and then he transferred to Jackson State. Yeah. Um and then he also had um he had I am going to totally forget his like government name because I only know him by his um, nickname because he's from Bama. Mm. Um, K. Cam Glizzy. Um, he transferred. That's really crazy though. <laughs> Glizzy gang. Um, but he transferred. Well, he was committed to Florida Atlantic, I believe, and then he um, decommitted from there. That's and where, uh, what's the name? Dion's other son. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then he uh, transferred to um, JSU as well. And so, um, Dion kind of sparked, like, this, uh, like, HBCU craze, like, when it came to sports and stuff like that. And, like, making them, like, be able to compete at, like, these, like, national levels, getting these, like, national games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, after him, um, Hugh Jackson also uh, now coaches at Gramlin, which is another um, HBCU um, as well. Um, and he's also um, a former uh, NFL player as well. But, um, so there's kind of, and, um, Dion also has, like, um, he also has, like, um, former NFL players as well on his, uh, like, coaching staff, and so does, uh, Hugh Jackson, um, as well, but, like, he's kind of, like, created, like, this craze around, um, like, the SWAC conference, uh, like, Mm. specifically, uh, like, within the SWAC, um, and, but one of the things that's interesting about this is that, like, he's brought, like, this attention, he's brought, like, this, um, like craze around it and stuff like that and this praise and like appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. But they are still like not funded as well as like these like even the Mac. Like yeah. and let's be let's be honest, like careful. But crickets. But I mean JSU may be OU if they were to play. I'm not gonna say that about the school I go to. But <laughs> I don't know. It would definitely be a game. If this is me talking from my sports management minor, <laughs> if I was in a state that I could legally bet and I was 21, I would bet on JSU. <laughs> sports betting is crazy right now, oh, by the way. Yes. Really? Crazy. But we can't, you know, January 1st, January 1. Ohio's, it's legal. Go. We're making it there. It, it was legal, legal in New Jersey. 
It was legal. It was, uh, it's, uh, when I was in, like, Pittsburgh, I was so tempted to, like, download it. Because, like, you know, it's, like, ping, like, your location. I was, like, so tempted to, like, download it, bet on the game <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Until I, like, came over the state line. But I was like, not today. Not today. But, um, like, they created, like, this crazy stuff like that. And, like, like we said, like, some of, like, these, maybe, like, okay, I'm not going to go out there. I'm not going to say, like, oh, they would beat Ohio State. Oh, they would beat um, Georgia or Bama or something like that. I gonna go that far right but like some of these like lower level conferences lower level d1 conferences shall i say they 100 could compete with and have a really good chance of winning but i think it's just like i think that's just like another thing that like um like hbcus are just like facing like like they shouldn't be it's like if i've proven that i can't compete at this level if i've proven that I can, like, show up, show out, and do this stuff. Why is the funding not showing the same way? Right. Now, you know, with Dion being a coach and stuff like that, they have um, – JSU is, like, one of, like, the few, like, SWAC schools or, like, just, like, HBC, like, schools in general that, like, actually has, like, some, like, decent NIL deals, like mm. – um, I don't know if it was an NIL deal, but like, uh, I'm so what's his son's name? Uh, Sh- oh, Shador. Shador is my man, first of all. Love him. He told me happy birthday. What? Ooh. I swear. I you, swear. You know that made your day. It did. No, literally. <laughs> Why did that happen? Because I was like, like, literally for my birthday, I was, I told everybody, I was like, y'all need to get Shador Sanders to me. Like, he needs to When's be. Your birthday? January 7th. Oh, Capricorn. Oh. But literally, I was like, y'all need to get Shador Sanders to me. And they didn't get him to me. And so I posted it on my story. And I was like, the only thing that I wanted for my birthday was Shador Sanders. <laughs> and I added him. And he was like, happy birthday. With a little heart. But like, thanks. Ah, I was screaming, crying, oh, going up. Screaming, crying. But yeah, like, the their whole team, like, got, like, a new pair like beats like yeah they got like because of the nil that's part of the reason mm-hmm. people are going to uh hbcus is because like you can make money now and so like, the programs are able to make money and like the players are able to make money so that's something like that i think we'll continue to see is like more players going to hbcus uh playing for coaches who like were also in the league before like coached in the league um and they still have the same financial opportunities as like other places facts and I think, um, and I think that is true. Like, I think NIL is definitely going to play a big part in like the. <laughs> I'm sorry, Odessa. I don't know nothing about Be sports. Be serious. I don't know about sports. So I was like, well, I just Odessa decided here. to take herself out the conversation. Because I don't know about sports. Play I'm like, I'm not even gonna fake. I'm like, I'm not even gonna fake. I'll be over here playing simple run, man. But anyways, no, I do think that like sports is gonna be like one of like the positive exposures, exposures to uh for um for HBCUs and like their sports programs and stuff like that and so for them to make funding. Mm. But we also like can we talk about how like sports don't bring in any f- money to universities? I was going to say the opposite though. If you have a good sports team, they can bring in a lot of money, but if you have a bad sports team, you'll end up losing more money with the money that you put in cuz you can't like put it everywhere. It's like set up really weird. But like, let me tell you. Hold on. Wait, wait. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I learned in my sports management class, though. 
Because I thought the same thing. Like, I was like, oh, like, Ohio State, University of Alabama, like, these Power Five schools. I'm like, oh, they're 100%, like, bringing in, like, bank. Yeah. Most of these schools only break even. Yeah. The amount of money that they spend, and then basically they have to shell it out to, like, the other programs. Like, you can't just take all the money. But not even that. No, like, so, like, if you put, like, so, like, everything, like, that they need and all of that stuff— just coming from like the athletics department and then if they just had the money that they had from like athletics they wouldn't they would literally have old money yeah but they have to dip into like the school funding from for like athletics and stuff like that to then break even so like they don't be bringing in nothing and i was like really surprised by that because i thought i'm like oh yeah like these profile schools, like, definitely, like, 100% are, like, bringing in, like, a ton. No. Nick. Yeah, for what they spend on the athletic department every year versus, it's, like, they what don't, they get back. And only those big schools are really going to break even. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Somewhere like OU, they're definitely, for what we're putting out, the amount of money that they make on football and basketball is, like, they're the main things in. is not enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're dipping in. I know about that part. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely dipping in. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're dipping into our... But, like, even, like, when you look at, like, funding for, like... um, Cafeteria fund. For, like... like, Can we have less black mold on our windows? They're like, no. (laughs) Like, no, and don't ask again. (laughs) Please. Sorry, I forgot you work for housing. Sorry. Anyways, um, if you, like, look... um, Because, like, we looked at, like... Um, like the Mac Ten, like how much like money like they get like a year, and like what they like ended up like profit and stuff like that. OU isn't even like number five in the Mac for like revenue, profit, anything like funding in general, like, mm-hmm. and that's like advertising, like tickets, all of that stuff. Like we're not even number five in. The max. So just imagine what we is compared to like the rest of these sports programs. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. But I think that the moral of this episode is have fun during homecoming. Um, you know, stay safe as always. Uh, don't get into anything that you don't need to get into. Yeah. Be on your p's and q's. Uh, cross your T's, dot your eyes, um, because drink some water. Drink some water. Don't eat the eggs. Don't. <laughs> don't <laughs> Nothing eat. wrong. They're just nasty. <laughs> it's just nasty to do. Like we. Well, according to Odessa, don't eat the eggs. Yeah. Um, the PWI HBCU uh versus it just needs to stop. Yeah. Um, it's tired. We're over it. Uh, let's all just get our education and go about our day. Right. Um, peace, love, happiness. Um, and I think that's like that. Yeah. Black and educated applies <laughs> to all. Black and educated applies to all. Yeah. Yes. You good? I think we're out on that one. All right. So thank you for listening. Tune in again next week to see what's happening at this moment. Bye.